Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. I've been in this state covering sports probably almost as long as Anthony Gold has been alive. It's kind of scary. And I can't think of uh, a bigger football game that has been held at Research Stadium. I mean, there were some big games. But this one is huge Saturday. Washington, undefeated. Coming to Racer Stadium. A lot of talk on yesterday's show and the day before from our Husky guests about how uh, confident they are. Almost dismissive of Oregon State. You know, oh yeah, good, good little story type feel to the conversations. wonder how Oregon State feels about that. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm picking the Beavers. I think they're going to win. We'll talk more about that later. I'll build my case for it. But our uh, next guest will be on the field. Anthony Gold, wide receiver at Oregon State. He joins us every week courtesy of Jamba. Life is better blended. Anthony Gold is better in uniform. How are you, man? How old are you, by the way? give Give us an idea. How old are you? I'm 22. Okay, you were you were like probably 18 months old when I came to the state of Oregon and uh, started covering sports. So it wasn't your whole life, but you know, right in there. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, you heard me. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, Washington kind of looking down their nose at Oregon State this week, and you guys have mo- you've been all business at home, especially. Um, how prepared are you guys? How do you feel about the game uh, right now on a Thursday? Oh yeah, you know we're all excited. You know, uh, you know just the implications of this game. Um, but you know, you also you, you get to play a, a good team. You know, a top five team in the country. So um, it's always exciting whenever you get to play on a big stage like that. Um, but yeah, no, we've we've had a good week of practice, and you know, guys are ready to uh, ready to fly around on Saturday and um, you know compete at a high level. And you know, I think it'll be a great game. Give me an idea when you say good week of practice. What makes a good week of practice? Oh, yeah, you know, just, you know, energy, uh, execution, um, you know, tempo, you know, just, um, you know, not taking uh, plays off um, throughout practice, you know, going uh, through every rep like it's a game rep, um, and just, you know, trying to really lock in on the detail and uh, the focus of, you know, everything you're doing um, game plan-wise. So um, that's what that's what it really is, you know, good week of practice. Um, you know, guys are out there flying around, um, you know, excited to play um, and – you know that's a that's a good thing to see whenever you have a good opponent coming in. What do you see on film? Let's talk about their defense, their secondary in particular. Um, I've I've seen them play a little bit, but what do you see on film? Oh yeah, you know they they got a good defense. Um, you know they got a good front seven, um, back end too. Um, you know they they try and try and be physical. Um, you know like like every week though. Um, you know they got some good cover players so. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, I think it'll be a, a good test for us. But um, you know, like I said, you 
you hope to play these in, in these type of games and uh, against these type of opponents. So, uh, you know, we're ready and, um, you know, we're, we're excited to go out there and, and compete and perform on, on the national stage. Anthony Gold is with us. The game uh, will be on ABC. Uh, there'll be a lot of attention on it, a lot of eyeballs from around the country checking out uh, Oregon State football. Final home game of the season. Anthony, i got to ask you, you know, the final Pac-12 game as we know it, uh, it will be taking place at, at Racer Stadium on Saturday. Does that factor in your mind at all in this, or is it more just about the opponent, the stage, the moment? Honestly, yeah, no, I, I mean, um, you're not really thinking too much about that, you know, and I think that's something, you know, we'll probably look back at the, you know, the end of the season, like, you know, that was a, that was a cool opportunity to, you know, be a part of. Um, but, yeah, you know, honestly, I haven't even really thought about it much as, um, you know, until we talk about it right now. Um, just been focusing on game plan, you know, um, how we're going to go out there and execute and, you know, be able to uh, go out there and win. So that's kind of what the, the focus has been on, but, um, you know, Definitely, it'll probably kick in, um, you know, after the game. I, you know, I, I always hear athletes that are playing in big games say that, you know, you block out the crowd, you don't hear it. But in the run-up to the game, is your phone a little busier than a normal week? Friends, you know, social media, do you notice a little extra buzz? Oh, yeah, yeah not a little bit, but, you know, um, you don't really pay attention to that stuff. Um, you know, there's going to be people um, saying things, whether we're playing Washington or, you know, Stanford, you know, it's, people are going to be saying stuff regardless. And, you know, so you got to kind of got to just, you know, stay away from all that, not really pay too much attention to any of the articles or any stuff like that. So, um, you know, we, we try not to focus on, on that type of stuff because, you know, we want to focus on what matters. And um, ultimately what matters is winning at the end of the day. So uh, doing whatever we can to win. And, you know, that's, that's the main focus uh, as a program is what we're on. Anthony Gold joins us every Thursday, part of the Jamba interview that we do every season. Damian Martinez, he's over 1,000 yards. He's a fantastic back. So is Deshaun Fenwick. But give me an idea. You, you're in the huddle with those two guys. What are, how different are they? What are they like? We don't get a chance really to learn much about them. So give us a – let's start with Damian. What, what's his personality like? What's he like, you know, to be a teammate? Oh, yeah, you know, he's a great, great, uh, great teammate. Um, you know, laid back chill guy um you know doesn't really doesn't really talk much but um you know cool cool as all can be you know him and him and fan fans a little bit more talkative but um yeah you know both those guys you know awesome teammates um you know really you know around the game you know there's guys that kind of you know out there you know joking around and um but you know those those are two awesome guys pretty 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 similar besides you know uh Dame doesn't really talk talk too much, so um, yeah, you know, two awesome teammates, two awesome guys. Um, I'm surprised you guys don't don't know too much of, about those two, especially yeah. after last week. <laughs> yeah, we get to see them play, but it's like in the post game, you know, they don't always come into the post game. So you know, I, the, I think the last time I was in there was the Colorado game, and it was like you know there's some defensive guys in there because it was such a good defensive game and. Um, you know, the guy who impresses me is Fenwick cas- catching the ball. Like he's sneaky mm-hmm. good in space and adjusting to to the ball. He can, he's got good hands. Oh yeah, you know I I joke around with him all the time. Like man, you a running back, you a wideout. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know he has he has great hands for a back. Um, 
you know, great hands in general. You know, I think uh, the Colorado game really really showed that as well. Uh, DJ threw a strike in there, and, you know, that, that's not an easy catch. You know, he, he's not making those all the time, you know. So um, he went out there made the play. But, you know, he does that stuff at practice all the time too. So, um, you know, to us, that's, that's kind of, you know, it's regular for him. But, um, yeah, you know, he, he's versatile, and that's what I think makes him so explosive as a bag. Weather forecast could include a little bit of uh, precipitation. How does that uh, I- impact your offense? Uh, do you like playing in the rain? feels like it's an advantage to you guys if it's a little wet out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's pretty – it sprinkles on and off. Um, you know, I, this year hasn't been too bad, but, you know, we're, we're all used to that. Um, you know, I'm sure those guys up there are used to it too. Um, um, so, you know, d- definitely, you know, playing in the rain is not, you know, as – as great as playing in in sunshine or ninety degree weather, but uh, you know you you don't really focus on that when it's uh, coming down to the to the game, and um, you know the game's got to be played no matter what. So you know we always tell ourselves to own the elements, and uh, you know you can't control it, but you know you can control your effort and attitude. So um, yeah, not, whether it's you know snowing, raining, sunshine, you know we're all gonna go out there and compete and. It should be a great game this weekend. Anthony, I, we had Jonathan Smith, your coach, on yesterday. He wasn't uptight. He just seemed kind of loose. He's, you know, he, very steady. And it, often, you know, somebody told me, you can't tell after the game whether Oregon State won or lost based on Jonathan Smith's expression. I'm sure you can get it in the locker room or in practice, but what is it to have a guy who's that steady and that calm around on game day? Yeah, I mean, he's like that, you know, all the all the time. I wouldn't say all the time, but you know, uh a lot of the times, you know, he's um kind of that way. Um but I mean, everyone everyone's used to it, you know. It's it's not like uh, uh you know, he throws anyone off guard, you know. Um but yeah, you know, having someone like that, you know, doesn't really show too much emotion. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think it's great for us. Um you know, he keeps it cool, keeps it steady, you know, doesn't matter if things are going good, things are going bad. Um, he's he's gonna be looking the same. So, uh, you know, I th- I think it's good for us. You know, it kind of keeps everyone level-headed. Um, but yeah, you know, that's just the the guy Coach Smith is, and um, yeah, I mean, I, he's a great coach, love him to death. Uh, but you know, that's just that's just how he is. <laughs> Anthony Gold is with us Saturday four thirty. That's that's not a seven thirty. I like that. You get a nice day. Kickoff. Um, give me an idea of how. What's a Friday like? You know, when you guys have a home game. Oh yeah, so you know we will wake up, go to practice, um, go practice. Uh, then you got to pretty much the rest of the day. You know, just get everything timed up, whether it's school, you know, seeing family, um, packing. Um, get a, get some time to do that, and then we'll go back up, have some walkthrough uh, meetings, um, dinner, and then. You go to the hotel at nighttime and then sleep there and wake up and then it's more breakfast meetings, a walkthrough and then you're at the game. So um, it's fast, you know. It's not too bad. Anthony, I, I appreciate you being with us throughout the season. We're going to talk to you again next week. Good luck to you at the game. Uh, always love seeing you warm up and and uh, run around and do your thing on the field. And I think our listeners have had a chance this season to get to know you a little bit. So thanks for. Or for always doing that and making time for us. Oh, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you too, John. All right, there he goes, Anthony Gold, 22 years old. Um, 
you forget you forget how young these guys are on the field. Aiden Childs running around out there. He's eighteen. Uh, Beavers hosting the Huskies on Saturday in Corvallis. Stephen, let's just talk about that game. We'll get into all of our picks later in the show, but um, I really like. Oregon State as a home favorite in this game to uh, to win the game. I I I can't tell you exactly what it is. Maybe it's a little Jonathan Smith. He is so good in these games. Maybe it's a little bit of Oregon State's home field. I've had I, Caleb Williams talked about this last year. There's a there's a little bit for uh, for an opposing team that comes into Oregon State. It's a little bit of a crown on the field. And Caleb Williams mentioned it to me at media day that you know there's a little bit of a crown on the field. He didn't know if it was great for a passer necessarily, but they're just a better team at home. Michael Penix Jr. is going to have to come in and carry them, and I think the Beavers will run the ball. I think they will control the line of scrimmage, and I think it's going to be a very close game. I picked it like 34-31, that kind of game, but I picked the Beavers at home. I'm not picking against them in that place. Yeah, I mean, how can you at this point, just the way that they've played the last, you know, three seasons there at Research Stadium, now that they have, you know, the full capacity there, the renovations, it's just a tough place to play. And you're right about the Oregon State rushing game. I think for Oregon State, if they can run the football, which they have all season long, I believe they're ninth in the nation, you know, one of the best in the Pac-12, like, Washington's going to have a hard time stopping that run and then getting their offense on the field. That That's their strength is when Michael Penix Jr. has the ball and he's throwing it out to all those wide receivers. That's the Washington strength. And if Oregon State can run that football and take some time off the clock, it's just going to put a lot more pressure on Michael Penix Jr. to score every single time he has the football. And I think you know when you have to do that on the road, it's going to be really tough. So I'm with you right now. I, I think I like the Beavs. If it gets up to three, though, three-point favorites for the Oregon State Beavers, I might have a little trouble taking it like because yeah. it's going to be a close game. That's the thing. Like I don't see Oregon State blowing out Washington. I don't see Washington blowing at Oregon State. It's going to come down to what seems like you know, one, maybe two possessions at the most. So if it gets to three, it may be a different story. But I, I think Oregon State deserves to be the favorites right now uh, just with the way that they've played at home on the road. And they are a different team at home. They just are, defensively especially. Defensively, they have been really good at home on the road. They've struggled, but this game's at Reacher Stadium. I imagine their defense shows up to play. I'm going to look at the crown of the field. I hadn't I hadn't thought of it from a passing perspective, but I went back and I was looking at my notes from Pac-12 Media Day, and I was asking, you know, Michael Penix Jr. and, uh, and Caleb Williams and Cam Ward and Cam Rising why they thought Reeser Stadium was such an advantage. And something jumped out at me in my notes that Caleb Williams had mentioned the field. He said they have a crown on the field that, you know, from a passing perspective, if you're throwing the ball across the field, you know, it's let's say you're dropping back in a five-step drop and you're throwing an 18-yard out, is there a little bit of a crown there that takes some getting used to? Is it a downhill throw? from certain parts of the field. I don't know. And so I hadn't really considered that or what an advantage that might be. Um, but here's some numbers. Since 2022, just this season and last season, home favorites are 86-7, and winning the games outright. The Beavers are 10-0 and when favored and playing at home. This is the last Pac-12 game as we know it at Racer Stadium. It'll be a standing room only crowd. It's just the most Pac-12 thing ever that Oregon State is going to knock out 
the undefeated, 10-0, and number five ranked Washington Huskies at Research Stadium. And you're right about the points. I have it 34-31. Oregon State now a two-and-a-half point favorite. They opened as a two-and-a-half point, three-point underdog. It's a five-point, you know, six-point swing in the, in the spread. And so I don't blame people if you take Washington in two-and-a-half. You're getting the number 10 team in the country, excuse me, number five team in the country against number 11, and you're getting two-and-a-half? Like, you would probably take that. John Wilner today told me he likes the Huskies and the points, but he thinks it's a pick em. And I think I, I think I like Oregon State at home. I'm just – those numbers, Stephen, I can't ignore the numbers. I mean, that, that those numbers are staggering to think about. Like, if you are a home favorite, you are winning, you know, 85%, 90% of the time. Like, it is, it is amazing. And the fact that Oregon State is a favorite over the number five team in the nation at home, that shows where this program is and what Jonathan Smith has done. Like, he, he said it yesterday on the show, John, like, this is why he went to Oregon State. He's expected to play in these big type of games. And this might be the biggest so far in his tenure. And then next week, it'll be even bigger against Oregon. Like, this is what they went there for. So I, I think... You know, DJ's been playing well. If they throw Aiden Childs out there, it'll throw a different, you know, a different uh, wrinkle to the whole situation. They got the running backs. Anthony Gould, he's got the return game, the receiving game. Like Oregon State's offense has played a lot better as of late. And you know, I had been questioning that side of the football all season long, but they're a lot more consistent now. I think it's all going to come down to how many big plays they can really stop of Washington, because you know Washington's going to score. Like Penix is healthy. It seems like that offense is rolling again. That offense is going to score. But can the Beavers get a couple plays where you know they knock down a pass or they force a punt somewhere? I think that they can with that with that crowd behind their back. And like you said, last Pac-12 game in the history of Reese Stadium, man, the the emotions from the crowd are going to be felt through the TV and especially on that field. Look, I I understand that the weakness of Oregon State is the secondary on defense, and the strength of Washington is the pass game. That, that that's going to cause a problem at some point of the game for Oregon State. It's why yesterday when we had Jonathan Smith on, I said, you know, you're going you're gonna to take some haymakers here. Like, I, I have no doubt that Michael Penix Jr. and, and uh, Adunze, Roma Adunze, are going to connect on, like, two plays of 50 yards or more. I, I think there's a real chance that Oregon State gives up some absolute haymaker 77-yard touchdown pass, 55-yard touchdown pass. That that can happen to Oregon State. But what can happen is Oregon State cannot allow that or whatever that big play is to affect their next series, their next defensive series, the quarter as a whole. Because what Oregon State can do and has done when they are at Research Stadium better than most teams in America is they can run the ball and they can physically batter you. They physically abused Utah in that win. They beat Utah up. Washington didn't beat Utah up like that. And I got to say, Oregon didn't even beat Utah up like that. I was at both games. I'm telling you that Oregon State beat the crud out of Utah. And I saw Utah get Utahed, basically, at Reeser Stadium. That, you know, Oregon State leaves Reeser Stadium... It's a different it's a different equation. Like if this game's at in Seattle at Husky Stadium, I think Washington wins by double digits. I think they'd win by ten or fourteen. But it's not. It's at Reeser Stadium. And in the next two games, Oregon State's got Washington and Oregon. By far the easier game is this home game against Washington. I uh, if I have to look ahead two weeks at the Civil War, I have a hard time picking Oregon State to win at Oregon right now. Do you buy the new Washington 
running game. Dylan Johnson's ran no. for 360 yards the last two weeks. John, 104 last week against Utah. I mean, over seven yards of rush. Like you know, he he's been carrying the ball really well. Can that translate to Oregon State? Because I think you're right. The secondary for Oregon State is the weakness, but Washington has to run the ball at some point. Like they can't just throw it every single time. If you look at Washington this season, I think they're I think they do you a favor if they try to run the ball too much. Like I think Oregon State would welcome that kind of game. But I think they got Utah at a at a point where Utah's be, just beat up. I mean, they're just physically beat up. You go back a week before it was USC, who I think Oregon State would put on roller skates if they were running the ball. Everybody's running the ball in USC. Everybody's running the ball in Colorado this year. Um, you know, I, I go back, though, and I look. You know, Washington beat Stanford 42-33. Oregon State beat Stanford 62-14 to you know to 14 or whatever that was, 62 to very little. Um, you know, Oregon State beat Utah 21-7. Washington beat them 35-28. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, Washington and Arizona, this is a road loss for the Beavers. It was a narrow road win, 31-24 for Washington against Arizona. I I just think it's a really close game. No disrespect to Washington. What they have done to this point, being undefeated, is a is an accomplishment. Like, you have to tip your cap to them, being 10-0. and That's remarkable. What do you think is more likely, a Washington blowout or an Oregon State blowout? I think if a team's going to win by double digits, I would say an Oregon State win by double digits at home. I, I just, agree. I think it, it, it. There's a real chance here. It, and I don't want to say this with Anthony Gold on the line or Jonathan Smith on the line or Softy from KGR in Seattle on the line. I think there's a real chance that Oregon State looks at this game like it's their Super Bowl. It the, the what comes next it doesn't matter as much for Oregon State. What comes the possibility of getting to Vegas is not more important than this game. This is the last Pac-12 game. The whole country's watching. It's Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler on the call for ABC at 4:30. You, it's showtime. And Washington has had the game against Oregon that had that feel to it. It had the USC game and it had that feel to it. Last week's game with Utah had that feel to it. I just kind of wonder if Washington, you know, is you, if you're saying one of these teams is going to get blown out, that I wonder. We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.